The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the host of this program do not necessarily state or reflect those of this station or its management. Bringing you controversy at its best with uncensored music, comedy, and political discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio for the 21st of August, 2021. I'm your host, Bad Billy. Going to have an interesting show for you this week. Uh, No, I don't have uh, any uh, musicians or artists uh, on the agenda today for interviews. Uh, In the first hour, I'm going to be speaking with Philip D. Blackman. If you remember him, I had him on the show a few uh, weeks ago, uh, roughly a little over a month ago, I think. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the situation going on in Afghanistan. In the second hour, it's gonna, that's, this is where it's really going to be interesting. Uh, I'm going to be joined by a DJ or a radio host out of New Hampshire. Going to be discussing, got our idiot of the week basically, and uh, going to have the second hour uh, talking about him. Uh, or talking about a certain someone, excuse me, and a bunch of the crap that they pulled on somebody else's show. It's going to be interesting, and I'll just leave it at that. In the third hour, I have the Steve Solution with the icon Stephen James. Before we get to any of that, I want to cue the first song of the show. This is from Snipers of Babel. It's a cover from, if you ever watched the movie Judgment Day made in the mid-90s with Dennis Leary and Emilio Estevez and Cubic Gooding Jr., uh, it's off the soundtrack of Judgment Night. This is a cover from, uh, uh, I think they're called uh, Booyah Tribe and uh, Faith No More. Of course, this is Snipers of Babel with Another Body Murdered. And be right back with Philip D. Blackman right after this and we go a little something like this hit it and now from a rented basement because bad billy's mom threw him out it's outlaw radio Don't even breathe. <laughs> 
Hey there, Thrill Seeker, rocking out to the station. I hear you. You're probably even sipping on a drink right now. An average blah, blah drink in a can or bottle. One that doesn't quite hit the spot for you. I'll bet you want something different, don't you? Something more. Take your shot with Cold Cock Whiskey. The best whiskey anywhere. Why? Because it's different from other liquors. Cold Cock Whiskey is herbal whiskey. 100% all natural herbs blended with aged American whiskey. No more morning after sugar hangovers from other liquors. With Cold Cock's blend of herbs, including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and more, you'll be an herbal heaven. Cold Cock Whiskey, available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. Find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com. Follow Cold Cock Whiskey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Celebrate those special moments with friends. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 or older to drink Cold Cock Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Because there are some people out there who need practical advice. And yes, I'm talking about you. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. There are five stages of beard link. Stubble, sea captain, prisoner of war, homeless person, and wizard. Ooh, is that Mr. Holland? Yes, ma'am. Please don't touch. I love America. Nothing bad happens here. I blindly follow my president, my hero, my ruler. His beliefs are my beliefs. His God is my God. I love America. Nothing bad happens here. I blindly follow my president, my hero, my ruler. His beliefs are my beliefs. His God is my God. What would America be like without freedom of speech? This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation and the Broadcast Education Association. So you go into your sporting goods or firearms store to get that gun and ammunition you've been wanting to buy, only to find out that the store doesn't have it. Worse yet, the shelves are bare. They're empty. Ugh. Well, that's why there's GunBroker.com. You want it? GunBroker.com's got it. Guns, gun parts, ammo, ammo storage, reloading equipment, binoculars, scopes, sights. Did I mention guns? Pistols, rifles, handguns, shotguns, machine guns, paintball guns, archery supplies, tools, jewelry, watches, even musical instruments and gear. Yes, GunBroker.com has those too. I'm telling you, they have it all. There are even auctions where you can bid on certain items. The folks at GunBroker.com know their stuff. They've been in business for over 20 years with over 6 million happy registered users. Why not become one of them? GunBroker.com. Go there. Check it out. Register today. It's 100% free. GunBroker.com. GunBroker.com. Hey, I'm Neil, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we say what the fuckity fuck we want. No exceptions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Snipers of Babel with Another Body Murdered. All right, it is time for Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk with special guest Philip D. Blackman. Here we go. (laughs) 
Outlaw Radio, conservative talk. I just want to tell you that America is the greatest place on earth. We will make America great again. We the people tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. We the people are the driver. The government is the car. And we decide where it should go and by what route and how fast. Outlaw Radio, conservative talk starts now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this edition, this week of Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk, I want to welcome back the one and only Philip Blackman to the show. How you doing, brother? Hey, what's up, buddy? Man, if I was any better, I'd be twins. How are you? That's the question. Hey, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you very much. So, uh, I wish I could say the same thing for our nation right now. Um, I fear for our nation right now because... You know, we had this dog that uh, I, I, you know, we we had ISIS basically put to bed. I don't. We can't euthanize this dog, but we, you know, we had it under lock and key safely, mm-hmm. and now it's let out. This dog is let out. I can't. You know, ISIS, Taliban, whatever. That's all the same crap to me. What's going on in Afghanistan should really, really, really concern the American public. Well, now, ISIS and Al-Qaeda, Taliban, they're all different entities. So um, ISIS, uh, Islamic State, uh, ISIS, uh, Islamic State of Iraq, um, that's more of an Iraqi type deal. Um, The Taliban, they, man, these are the, these are the warriors and the war fighters who've been burying empires across the nation or across the world uh, for years and years. And then Al-Qaeda, um, there's really not a lot of difference between the Taliban and Al-Qaeda. Um, both are state-sponsored terrorism. Um, the difference being Al-Qaeda, they, they took off. Uh, they're, they're, they're not... Um, they're not geographically nailed in. Al-Qaeda is kind of everywhere. Uh, whereas the Taliban, that is a geographically... Uh, pinpointed that is an Afghanistan thing. Yeah, um, well, Ali, you you've been there, so you can uh, distinguish that a lot better than I can. So thank you for doing that. But uh, you know, regardless of that, though, it's like how long has it been since, or have we just not been paying attention? I don't know. We haven't heard a damn thing from them until this happened. Are you? Are, we haven't heard anything from who? Because I, I'm ta- thinking of a whole bunch of who's. <laughs> yeah, the Taliban, of course. I haven't even I haven't heard the the word Taliban spoken for so long until recently. Well, they've been very they've been alive and well. Um, they've been um, they've been they've been doing they they've been around for a while. But the reason why um, we haven't really heard anything about them is because well, the media you know that's where we get all of our information. The media doesn't care about the war in Iraq or Afghanistan. They, so, I mean, what's the point? The only time they report on any goings on downrange uh, after Afghanistan, Iraq is when there's something uh, that they can use as a, as a political talking point, but Taliban has been around for a long time. So metaphor, metaphorically speaking, this snake is waking up from its brumation. Um, the way that I try to push it to people um, now that they've, they've, they've been awake. That's the thing. They have been awake and they've, they've just been waiting. Right. So, um, 
I was talking about it my show tonight um, with with Donald Trump, right? So the um, the Taliban, if if we follow history, and, and and really you don't really have to look very far back, but the Taliban is is responsible for burying empires across the board. The last time that I really really remember hearing um, about the Taliban was um, the peace talks that happened. In um, you know that that Donald Trump, if you remember, um, when Trump canceled the um, the peace talks with the Afghanistan, I think it was two thousand uh, two thousand eight, I believe it was. Um, no, two thousand seven is when uh, Donald Trump you know stepped in and was like, hey, you know we we don't need to be doing a, a fast withdrawal, although that's what Donald Trump ran on. Um, but he he ended. The, uh, the peace talks uh, that began in 2008. So when that happened, uh, because they wasn't really behaving by the agreement, um, when it came out in, in 2019 that Donald Trump ended the peace talks with, that, with the Taliban, um, man, Donald Trump was vilified you know, with that and a whole lot more. But, but that's the last time I heard about him was in September of 19. It, of course, uh, you know, since... Uh Osama bin Laden has, uh, I don't know. Let me let me just ask you this: uh, mm-hmm. Do you think he's really dead? Yes, but I don't think we did it. Oh. Oh. Um, so so <coughs> Osama bin Laden, uh, he is an elderly man in the first place. Um, yeah, he was going under dialysis. He had a lot of health issues. He was a diabetic. He had a lot of issues, and to be roughing it in the mountains, and where he eventually took refuge in. Um, um, Abbottabad in Pakistan, man, I, I'm just, I have a hard time believing that, uh, that he died because of SEAL Team 6. Uh, I, I really believe that, that Osama bin Laden probably died a long before then, um, but he wasn't given, you know, they, they, they wanted to keep it under wraps because you think about this. When we captured every, every single uh, terrorist um, I don't know if you remember seeing the deck of cards mm-hmm. um, of, of the top 52 terrorists. Um, and Osama bin Laden was the ace of spades. And I think uh, I think Saddam Hussein was, uh, he was the ace of clubs. But I digress. But every major um, terrorist that we have killed to include, or that we have killed or captured to include um, Osama bin Laden's folks, um, minus bin Laden, Saddam Hussein and his folks, um, Muammar Gaddafi, all of these people, we have shown the American folks, hey, yeah, here's your dead guy. We finally killed him. But yet, yet, with Osama bin Laden, when he was killed, they, they didn't want anybody to see anything. They buried him at sea hastily. Why would you give this guy honors? I, I think I'm calling foul on it all, and especially considering that SEAL Team 6, and this may be some conspiracy stuff, but the entire element of SEAL Team 6 minus one all died. The one that's alive is the one who's saying, well, yeah, I pulled the trigger. Well, how do we know? We don't know. Why would an entire naval, a special forces team, SEAL Team 6, who was responsible for quote-unquote killing Osama bin Laden, now they're all dead? Does that not, I mean, look, I get it. Shit happens, and, and you know, when you travel as a team, you die as a team, but come on, man, really... What ninety days after Osama bin Laden was killed, our SEAL team was killed. Man, if that don't stink of if that don't stink, I don't know what it is. I mean, I guess you might believe in the magic bullet theory. I guess. Yeah. No, it makes perfect sense. Definitely, 
definitely there. You know, here we are. We're we're just a little over or under a month away from the uh, 20-year anniversary of 9-11. Now, let's shift gears just a little bit here, Philip. Okay. I heard interesting. We talk about that big surge at the Mexican border. Mm-hmm. Not from what I understand, not very many of them down there at that border are Mexican. A good chunk of them are from other countries in South America. Some of them are Asian, and a lot of them are Middle Eastern. Now, that's this, correct. Um, this is what I understand. One of the terrorists from 9/11 mm-hmm. came into this country through Mexico. He mm-hmm. and he spent significant time in Mexico, learned to speak Spanish and uh, got a got a fake uh, ID passport to get in under a Mexican name. So, you know, and it's a perfect it's disguise because their skin tone is very similar. You th- oh, oh yeah, yeah, they look like Mexicans. I mean, I <laughs> I used to say and, and look, I ain't being a I ain't being a, a bigoted bastard, but when I was training troops in El Paso, I told them this is the place you want to go. And here's why. It's dirty. It's nasty. There's trash everywhere. There's a lot of brown people who speak a language that you don't understand, but yet they're all pissed off. Welcome to Afghanistan, folks. And, and truly, they were just welcome to downtown El Paso. But And look, if you're from El Paso, you know, don't, don't send me hate mail and don't send uh, Bad Billy any hate mail. Um, it, it, was, it was a tongue-in-cheek joke, but the point still remains. Yes, they look... A, there's a lot of similarities between a Hispanic gentleman and a Middle Eastern. It, it, it exists. And my wife is originally from El Paso. <laughs> well, you tell your wife, I, you know, I apologize if that upsets her at all. But, you know, it's, it's an observation. Yes, yes. I mean, you know, I've, and I've, I myself, I was in El Paso back in, uh, what, 2007. It was just a, uh, a, lay, a Greyhound layover. You know, I stood over and, you know, for one, I was surprised because, you uh, the bus station in uh, Amarillo is filthy, dirty. I mean, I had to I had to use the restroom, and I had to go find a gas station to do it because the, I couldn't use the one in the bus depot in Amarillo. The bus station in El Paso is squeaky clean, so that surprised me. Oh yeah, and but and I'm just standing, I'm looking over. It, it was actually kind of, it was a neat sign. You know, I'm looking across the border into Juarez, and I'm you know it was, it was amazing. Oh, yeah. You know, and a lot of people think, you know, because when I first moved to El Paso, I was I was concerned. I was like, man, we're out on the border. Holy crap. There's firing bullets across the border all the time. But when I got there, you know, El Paso is probably one of the safest places you'll ever live because, Jesus, you got uh, Homeland Security, you got Border Patrol, you got um, you got city, state and local uh, officers. I mean, there's a huge military or a huge law enforcement presence. So El Paso is actually really safe and it's a really nice place to live if you don't mind dirt and trash. Um, I do have to add uh, just a bit off topic uh, is what happened after when, when I was in El Paso, of course, uh, crossed into New Mexico, and that's where we uh, ran into uh, border patrols that uh, came onto the bus, you know, and asking, are you American, whatever. I made the big mistake. Uh, you don't fuck with these guys. They oh, said, yeah. I, I, they said, are you American? I said, no, nah, I'm bloody Australian. Yeah, they don't have a sense of humor. Yeah, <laughs> no, that didn't go over well with them. <laughs> like a dick on a wedding cake. They love that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they'll they'll ream your ass for that. No, I showed them my ID and I was cool, but I didn't get out of it without an ass chewing. 
Right. Like, don't fuck with us. But anyway, right. back back to the point though is, um, you know, how many how many of these? It, it's really pissing me off too that uh, a lot of these people at the border, um, a lot of them are bringing over COVID and who knows whatever whatever else other diseases they might have. That's that's scaring me. But uh, how how many of them are some? And I'm not trying to sound like a bigot myself, but uh, it concerns me that uh, some of them are Islamic terror, radical Islamic terrorists are coming over on a mission. Well, so let's let's look at it, you know, and again, you know, uh, damn the racist and damn all that. All right. So here's the reality of, of what we do know in Afghanistan. The reason why the Taliban was able to overrun all of these cities is because the Taliban has was already infiltrated in a lot of the Afghanistan police and Afghanistan military. That is a fact. Um, one of my one of my really great friends, his name is Sean Parnell. He's running for a senator there in Pennsylvania. Um, uh, Sean uh, uh, Sean for Senate.org, I think. Um, but Sean, he's the he's a he's a, a, a an author. He wrote a book called. Um, uh, outlaw platoon and and what Sean you know Sean and I were actually talking and Sean brought up a point he said you know we had a, an Afghanistan interpreter he said I spent 435 days in Afghanistan we had an interpreter who was with us for over a year he said we go out to an OP which is an observation post just to watch uh, watch traffic watch supply runs just just pay attention to what's going just a recon element. Well, when they got back to their truck, got ready to leave, there was a, um, a TC-6. It's, a, it's, a, it's an Italian landmine. It's plastic. They hit it. Uh, they bur- Somebody buried it um, behind one of the wheels of the truck. Well, it ended up costing the lives of four Americans, and one of them died, and it was all Sean's group. And through the, through, uh, the after-action review, which is what we do anytime something happens in the military, we do an AAR, after-action review. In the after-action review, it was it finally came out that it was the interpreter who spent a year with these American troops doing God's work. He was the one who coordinated this IED that was placed under this vehicle. So the whole notion that, well, they helped us. Well, this asshole, he helped the outlaw platoon for a year before he turned on them. So... All of these, all these Afghans that are loaded up, and then we're we're talking about we're, we're more concerned with bringing Afghanistan people, Afghanis to the United States than we are our own Americans. Who, matter of fact, um, I, I don't know if you caught my show, but um, we've got we've got even right now there's a um, we have an American. His name is Mark uh, Farich, F-E-R-I-C-H. He is a prisoner of war. He was taken January of 2020. And no, the Trump administration didn't bring him back and neither has Biden, but yet they pulled out of Iraq without that one American. And obviously there's probably a lot more, but um, no, this is, this is horseshit. So to, to, to assume that these are just good people trying to, trying to vacate to a new place, man, I'm calling bullshit on that. That's maybe for 80%, that's true. Maybe 85%, maybe 90, maybe 95%. But we're talking about 5%. It doesn't take a lot of people to set off uh, a terroristic terroristic event. Look at 9-11. It took 19 of them, and they didn't need all of them. So think of it what you will. It's very scary to think about. Very scary. You know, these are interesting times we're living in. And, um, you know, I I know that – 
I assume you're discharged or whatever, but has, has it ever thought to you that you could be uh, called back to active duty and deployed again? I would love that. Um, but that's just not in the cards for Philip Blackman. And the reason why is because, um, you know, I was, I was on the bomb squad. Uh, my job was to defuse roadside bombs. I did that in two tours in Iraq. I got hurt in both tours. So, you know, I'm 42 years old and I'm so beaten up that they wouldn't, they wouldn't take me back if I, if I paid them to take me back. Um, I mean, I was a great soldier, was a great bomb tech, but, and, and, but the reality is if I did go back that, you know, I'd be a casualty to somebody else. And, and I think they know that, which is why I don't foresee me ever going back. Uh, and, and a lot of us who are in my boat. You know, and that's one other interesting thing that I've heard a lot about lately uh, that I, I want to talk about too, because I think they'll take you before they take uh, a few of the others. Now, over the past 20 years, um, you know, and I'm shifting gears here a little bit too, but over the past 20 years, since the mid-90s, we, I witnessed uh, first the Super Nintendo, then the PlayStation, then the Nintendo 64, then the mm -hmm. internet comes along. And look at uh, where the obesity rate is right now. I mean, look at, I'm, I know I'm fat too, but, uh, you know, it's, but look at these kids, you know, they've, a lot of them since the nineties been spending so much time in front of a television or on a computer playing, playing these uh, games, you know, that a lot of youth today can't, you know, going from, uh, what years, 2000, 2003, whatever, aren't eligible for the military because they're too damn fat. I yeah, mean, you know, when I, when I first joined the military, uh, I, I was a fat body. I was, I had a, <laughs> I was one cheeseburger away from being obese. Um, so it, it is possible. Um, and, and let's be honest, the, the, the video game generation, um, they, they actually do bring a lot of great, um, oh, a lot of, a lot of great attributes, you know, because they're video gamers, you know I mean? We were, we're starting to fight more and more uh, wars virtually, i.e. we have pilots in San Antonio who's working, a, who's flying a UAV uh, in Afghanistan doing bombing runs and they're never in theater. Um, your, our, our bomb control robots, they, uh, a lot of the controls, they've made adaptive uh, measures where the controls to work our bomb robots look like a PlayStation uh, 3 controller. So they do have their place. Um, but even removing the, the obese uh, kids, my God, we got a bunch of man bun wearing pussies in our country, and well, that's that what too. scares me. That Not too. the fat kids. The fat kids can get skinny, but the pussies will always be pussies. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, there <laughs> there used to there used to be a, a. I remember a friend of mine had a shirt that said, "I may be fat, but you are ugly. I can go on a diet." So that's but, right. Yeah, but uh, what it I I this may be a conspiracy theory on my part is. Do you think that's just part of a planned agenda that goes back 20 plus years is to get these kids hooked on video games in front of t the TV, become couch potatoes or, or, uh, t or really, really pussify them to wearing these man buns, whatever, you know, that, that, uh, you know, it's time for the new bunch, uh, that want to join them, uh, that may possibly become soldiers and they can't. Well, and, but that's why we have, uh, that's, that's why we have criteria. That's why we have standards. I mean, again, uh, when, I, when I joined the military, you know, I, I could only uh, be at a certain body fat percentage. So here's the thing. I mean, this is something to think about. Um, obese or not, if, if someone wants to fight, in, in my case, um, I wanted to fight. So 
I did the work. I lost the weight so I could join. Um, so I, I think that the people who want to fight, they will find a way to fight. Um, but I, I think I think the government, their their biggest mission right now is just creating a nanny state, creating um, creating an environment where people they need their safe spaces. Although there is no such thing that exists in this world, there's no such thing as a safe space. But we're we're giving people the illusion. So the first time they get punched in the mouth by somebody like me, they're looking for a safe space. Yeah, there's there's that. Yeah, like uh, what did Mike Tyson say? Everybody's got a plan until they get hit. That's it. And I, I know that too well because I used to box. And I, I remember my first fight, I went in there with a strategy and then I got hit. <laughs> and well, I had to adapt. I just, from there, strategy was out the window and I just started throwing punches like a wild man. Well, did you win that fight? No, I did not. <laughs> I, I lost the decision. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, I mean, at least you, at least you went yard with it. Yeah. I mean, um, then there was one fight uh, that I wasn't prepared for at all, and I got knocked out with the first punch. So, mm, mercy. And I also won a couple of decisions, so I'm I'm okay. <laughs> well, as long, you know, we're we're getting too old, but you know, I tell you, with this whole Afghanistan thing, you know, it's in, it's in, it's completely frustrating as a veteran, as a service member. Um, you know, I know a thing or two about a thing or two, and. Our politicians are lying to us. They have been lying to us for a really long time. Um, and and they're not being forthright. They're not being honest. You know, and I know it's kind of funny. You know, you're, you know, I heard a saying is it's like, you know, you're you're demanding that a that a that a drug dealer be honest, just is like demanding a politician be honest. I mean, they have been lying to us for a really long time. And, you know, and They've been bullshitting the American people to think that that we've always had a fighting chance in Afghanistan when the reality is we've never had a fighting chance in Afghanistan. We never, we, we're never going to win the war on terror in Afghanistan, ever. Yeah, just like you said, you know, I mean, we're not going to stop the war on drugs. Come on, I mean, you're just, somebody's going to just pick up where, where uh, you, you take out the head of the cartel, cut the head off the snake, but then, then a new snake's going to hatch. Well, so going back, um, you, you, when you were talking about cutting the head off a snake, I, I, I actually, I consider um, Taliban, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, I consider these guys more like ants, right? You know, you see an ant mound, you sprinkle some poison on it. Yeah, you might kill some surface, but everything else is underneath. You're not killing the workers. You're not killing the network. All they're going to do is go underground, just like they did, buy their time. And then when the time arises, which it, ar- it arose this past Friday, um, it allows them to come back out with a whole lot of safety because they know that we're not there to put that put that bombing back on their heads. You know, putting warheads on foreheads is very efficient for most um, military entities that we fight against. But for uh, a group who lives in tunnels, who has a vast network in the mountains, there's just no way in hell that we was ever going to get them all. And so, in, in essence, now that we've left, the ants have been able to come back and just really just bite anybody who had anything to do with the Americans. There's a lot of people dying in Afghanistan right now as we're talking. And it's, it, it kind of feels like this moment has been imminent. I hate to say that. Oh yeah, you're right. I mean, because I mean, you, again, looking back, I mean, Jesus, we have, when Afghanistan was founded in 1747 by Ahmad Shi Durrani, 
Um, he got it by picking off territories from descendants of Persia, the Mughals, and the Uzbeks in the north. Um, and then, of course, the, Brit the Brits and the Russians come in. They tried to learn it. So, I mean, we had a blueprint as a country. We had a blueprint to say, hey, this isn't going to work. But we didn't follow, you know, those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it. We had the history there. We had the case study saying that this was a bad op, but yet they did it anyway. And so rather we stayed there for one year or 100 years, there is nothing going to change because the second we left, we'd be seeing what we're seeing now, which surprises me that people are so shocked. Now, what about this theory that I heard from somebody else too, is like Afghanistan is only a diversion for something else, much worse that's happening behind, behind our backs. Man, I've called that for for a long time. You know, anytime anytime the government gives you a crisis, um, it automatically go it automatically should be viewed as a red flag. Um, I mean, just think about the year, the last two years we've had. We had COVID, then we got the Delta COVID, then we got uh, the 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 third. There's a third variant. Now we got some shit that's created in India, and people people are following the science and they're not afraid. So this is where. You know, hey, if we can get everybody's attention on Afghanistan, this will allow us to pass a bullshit infrastructure bill. This will allow us to pass more restrictions. I mean, anytime something's going on, you know, even with COVID, it was a, you know, to me, COVID was a false flag, you know, to unseat Donald Trump. The Black Lives Matter protests that were not super spreaders, but the Trump uh, campaigns that were super spreaders, it's, it's all, I think all of this stuff is a red herring. I really do. Uh, as far as will we ever really know what's going on, we'll find out right about after it happens when it's too late. Now I'm going to, I'm going to go a little further and I just want to get your insight because I, I know you're a God fearing man, just as I am. Mm -hmm. How much of this do you think uh, this could be leading up to the second coming of Christ? Well, you know, um, Man, I'm telling you, I, I mean, I feel like the end of days uh, could certainly be upon us. I mean, if you just look at all the things that's going on, you know, world empires are collapsing. People are turning on each other. Uh, you know, uh, there's there's um, there was a sort of peace in in the homeland in, in Jerusalem. Um, I, I do. I, yeah, I, I feel like that we're and of course, we've been at the end of days for, you know, since year one A.D., but uh, but I, I really feel like that, that something big uh, is happening. I mean, I think God's pissed off, and I think He's He's just about ready. Yeah. Well, it's uh, I like how John B. Wells puts it. Is uh, we talk about the last days, it doesn't specify the number of last days there are. No. And uh, one thing that's been stressed to me too is that not even God Himself knows that day when it when it's time. It's just that. Um, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, oh, please explain. And they said, well, God's going to observe, and when He decides He's had enough, that's what that's when uh, He's going to press that reset button. Oh yeah, I mean, and and if you follow, you know, because you know, you follow the Bible, you know, um, in 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 Second Peter, um, it, it tells us, you know, don't forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. So, yeah, it may be a day for him, but you know, yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely, uh, I, de I definitely, I definitely see from a Christianity standpoint, um, people need to get their heart right pretty quick. If you're just looking at it from a, from a from a Christianity standpoint, but if you're looking at it from 
an atheist standpoint, you still better get your heart right because shit's coming down the pipe whether you want it or not. You know, you just better, you need to pay attention and don't get surprised. Yeah, yeah, because, uh, you know, we're we're seeing some of the prophecies coming coming forth, you know, and then even if uh, you want to go with the false prophets like Nostradamus, whatever, I'm not going to say 100% he was false because he, he came out, he, there's a lot of stuff he predicted that uh, actually did happen. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and, uh, Edgar Casey and, and, and people like that, you know, there's, um, this stuff uh, probably should not be ignored. Yeah. Yeah. But when, you know, when we're getting back, when we're talking specifically, uh, to Afghanistan, you know, I mean, the, the reason, you know, and when, when I, I was a military instructor after I retired, I was medically retired December 28, 2010, and I started training troops in Af- in El Paso, 2000, January 2011. And I, and I told people, we're not, the, the, the one reason why we're not going to win this war in Afghanistan is, uh, is religious ideology. You can't change someone's ideology by force. They believe they're right. We believe we're right. And that's really what war boils down to. But when you throw in religion on top of it, I mean, look at the Crusades. How many people died because they thought they were right? Now, we'll find out that come judgment who was right. But, you know, you're not going to change the, the, the religious ideology. And when, when the religious ideology is deep-rooted as it is in Islam, where it, the fact that anybody thought that we stood a chance of converting them, it's laughable. Oh, no. I, that's part of the reason why the, we have the First Amendment there. And, you know, and uh, let's, let's uh, put one other thing into perspective you have you yourself would sacrifice your own life for this country. That's how much you love it. Well, absolutely. Look at it from that same point of view. That's how they feel about Islam. They'll die oh, yeah. for it. You know. Yeah, they, they they believe that anybody. And and here's the thing that a lot of people don't realize. You know, um, they think Islam is Islam is Islam, and that's just not true. So you know, just like Christianity, it's not just Christianity. You have your extremist sects out there, i.e., Westboro Baptist Church. I've never read, I would like to read their Bible to see where they're coming up with their thought process. But with Islam, the way the the way Al-Qaeda, Taliban, um, ISIS, the way they operated was, yeah, you might be, you might be, a, you might follow Islam, but you don't follow my version of Islam. Therefore, I'm going to cut your head off. Yeah. So, so for these extreme, for these religious, religious extremists, um, although they they flew the banner of Islam, uh, Muslim, um, because they didn't subscribe to that particular brand of thinking exactly, that made them infidels. Therefore, they are worthy of dying by their hand. It's a religious duty. They have to die. I think George Carlin uh, said it best. Uh, we got to wrap this up here a little bit. But George Carlin said it best uh, some time ago. He said, do you believe in God? No, dead. And you, do you believe in God? Yes. Do you believe in my God? No, dead. My God has a bigger dick than your God. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, it, as crude as, as crude of an analogy that is, that's a, I feel like that's absolutely correct. Yeah. That's a great assessment. Uh, you know, and I, I really don't like to cuss when I speak of God. It's just, I had to, I'm just quoting somebody there. And I, I, I believe the just like you, that's very accurate description, as crude as it is. But uh, well, definitely, we are out of time. I mean, I wish we could uh, discuss more, but we got to get to the music set. And 
Uh, we got some stuff going on in the second hour, that's for sure. Uh, before we get to all that, uh, Philip, why don't you go ahead and give yourself a plug for the Philip D. Blackman show? It's uh, hey, that's some, some good listening. Man, I appreciate it. So the Philip D. Blackman show, we're live on all social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. Um, I, I'm I'm fixing to branch over into Rumble, um, a few others, but my show's every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 5:30 p.m. Central Standard Time on, again, all social media platforms. Just type in The Philip D. Blackman Show. Um, I'm everywhere. You'll find me. Look for my logo. It's my initials in the American flag. And, man, tune in. Mondays is mental health. Uh, Fridays is media mashup where we cover the whole news. And Wednesday is just whatever's pissing me off at the moment. <laughs> All right. Well, Philip, hey, God bless you. Let's uh, pray for America. And, uh, you know, in, in the end, you, you know, evil never prevails in the end. We know that. Well, evil only prevails when good men do nothing. That's right. But uh, in the very end, we know it's not. It's it's all going to come down. So That's right. All right. Well, you take care. God bless. Bad Billy, thank you so much, my friend. You bet. All right. There you have the discussion I had with Philip D. Blackman, and that was a very interesting discussion, I must say. It's time to go to our first music set. Coming up, we got the Lowdown Drifters. Going to be followed by Toxic the Lyrical Assassin. They'll be followed by Butt Trumpet. <laughs> Still want to laugh when I say that. Uh, Karen Lovely after that. And Big Chuck. Be right back after this. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio, and if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Hey, do you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth? 50 miles from town and the needles on empty. Let her coast to the side of the road. There's nothing around, just a memory in me And that West Texas sun hanging low Well, I grabbed my bag and I kicked the front tire I just threw my damn keys to the floor
as far as it can go. It's serious, it's a goof. Everything's a goof, even when I tell you don't get married. Go ahead, marry her. Go marry her, man. How do you know where she's been, huh? How do you know she's not the biggest fucking who would ever walk this fucking town, man? I went with this one girl. She was such a fucking tramp. I had to double puck my dick on her ass and wait an hour to get in. Oh, it's unfucking believable, I'm telling you.
but I wanna wanna while I wonder why How could you do this as saying to me as I'm sitting back watching your family cry? I tend to be crazy, emotion don't face me, I own up your head, you can summon me Well, if it up with the O with the ones and the rest of my head, you know not gonna be your best test I don't know why I can't stand to see you ain't got demands Bet I go on with my plans, killing you with my own hands What the fuck's going on in my head?
second grade love. His name was Danny, and he looked so good this one day in his plaid tough skins. And every day after school, I'd go pick him up at his classroom. And one day, these three little girls came out right before he did. And this one girl named Heidi Weller had a handful of pumpkin seeds. And I said, let me see those pumpkin seeds. And she said, no. And I grabbed her hand, and I said, let me see those pumpkin seeds now, bitch. And I looked at them, and they had Danny Irving's name written on each and every one of those damn pumpkin seeds. And I said, hey, bitch, that's my boyfriend. Why do you have my boyfriend's name written on all your pumpkin seeds? I'm going to have to kick your fucking ass, bitch. And you know what she had the nerve to say to me? She said, you're of rain Just a couple cold gray dawns Had a couple nights of rain Just a couple cold gray dawns This morning Already glad you're gone Got more room in my closet Fewer bills I have to pay When I want to drink my gin I don't have to slip away I hear y'all problems And pretend I give a damn Happy with the silence Baby, you bet I am Oh, and a couple nights of rain Just a couple cold gray dawns
curd, rice, and salad. Come on, give me a break. Now I can cook my own dinner. Gravy, spuds, and ribeye steak. Now I can watch my own TV. And a channel that I choose. It didn't take me long, baby.
made the front page Cause I was bad news Too many things that I ever could refuse Lord, I know There is no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your hunter athletic gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, hunter athletic gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protection and speed battle after battle hunter athletic gear is the brand celebrating your victory hunter athletic gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies including compression pants fight shorts hoodies vests caps and bikinis they can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business visit their website at huntermma.co.za gear up and let's train What news and information are your media dollars buying when the narrative is prescribed by the advertisers? Scripted lies, media brainwashing, and thought control. Take back your voice. Take back our media. But most of all, take back our First Amendment. Subscribe to Caravan to Midnight today for hard-hitting commentary free from political correctness and media bias as I and some of the most intelligent and interesting people on Earth delve deep into what really lies beyond the headlines. Three to four hour uninterrupted and uncensored information. Join our CTM family today. Join the movement. Join the fight for freedom and independence. Caravan to Midnight is media for the people, by the people, independent of commercial obligations or influence. For less than a cup of coffee per month, you can make a difference. Let the people fund the next news network. Help us grow. Help us create a platform where we place freedom of speech and thought first. Join the family at caravantomidnight.com. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is the Second Amendment of the United States of America's Constitution. This Second Amendment, the right of law-abiding Americans to privately own and possess firearms, is under attack like no other time in America's history. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have pledged to take away your Second Amendment rights through gun bans, gun confiscations, and government regulations. Even a gun tax. Do not take this lying down. The time to take action and fight to protect your Second Amendment rights is now. Join the Second Amendment Foundation, the oldest and largest nonprofit foundation focused on protecting your Second Amendment rights. For more information, to join or to donate, visit saf.org. And now a message for the men. Listen up, guys. Fact. As we men age, our IGF-1 growth factor levels decrease, which can lead to gradual deterioration of energy, muscle growth, and immune function. From Neutronics Labs comes a line of health supplements that make men men again. Deer Antler Velvet. Listen. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet contains the most concentrated source of widely diversified nutrition found in the plant or animal kingdom. Choose from Neutronics Labs liposome spray products. 
Plus, from the Ultra 10,000 nanograms package to the Platinum 300,000 nanograms package. There are also specially formulated supplements for joint pain relief, more energy, better stamina, better natural sleep, stress relief, and weight loss. For more information about these amazing products, visit keys2life.shop. That's K-E-Y-S, the number two, life.shop. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet Supplements from Neutronics Labs. Making men, men again. Yo, baby, you have your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Cold Cock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, gear up, let's train. USAC, the United South Africa Coalition. And Neutronics, IGF-1, making men, men again. The songs you just heard, you just heard Big Chuck with Small Town Blues. Before that, Karen Lovely with Glad You're Gone. For that butt trumpet <laughs> with I'm Ugly and I Don't Know Why. It's been a while since I played that song, so I, yeah, I had to play it. Before that, Toxic, the Lyrical Assassin with My Hands. And starting off the whole set, the Low Down Drifters with Red Rock. All right, so pretty much uh, this whole uh, s- second part of the show we are discussing the outlaw radio idiot of the week all right ladies and gentlemen the idiot of the week this week is a man named joe martin also known as crazy joe of the crazy joe show you know i typically don't really care for new yorkers because (laughs) i find they're accent very annoying um you know but i that's just pure prejudice just like if i if i was to say i was racist just just because i didn't like the color of somebody's skin he can't help the way he talks because that's where he was raised so no i'm not going to pick on him for that uh and i don't like the new york attitude either but i understand that's a very fast-paced environment and nobody's uh, really uh, got uh, what should I say? Patience is not a virtue in New York City. So I won't blame him for that. But he's got this attitude. Number one, um, he makes conservative people, those of us who voted for Trump, those those of us, uh, you know, with conservative beliefs, he gives us a bad name. It's people like him that uh, are the reason why they think we are a bunch of racists. Not only that, but I talked to somebody else who's leaving politics completely out of it, who's afraid that uh, people look at New Yorkers and they see this total piece of shit. Now, my <laughs> <laughs> I'll introduce my guest in just a minute, but what happened was, uh, when I was talking to Stephen James last week, was um, he? I heard him... Uh, Oh, maybe almost two weeks ago on the Joe Richardson show, and he was talking like a decent gentleman. So I I sent an invite to talk with him because I thought we, you know, because he was talking constitutional rights and things like that. So I thought, you know, this would be a good guy to have a conversation with. And he called me after I messaged him on Facebook, and uh, everything was cool up until I was with my family in my hometown of Horseshoe Bend, Idaho. 
and he um, asked me for some uh, technical advice with his website. I'm hanging with my family. I don't have time for this right now. Can I please get back to you on this? And he got all butt hurt. He blocks me on Facebook. And so I'm like, okay, fuck you. Then the problems really began Wednesday night, and that's where I want to bring in my guest. Uh, forget, forgive me if I don't uh, pronounce your name right, but your, your first name is Matt. You work for a radio station there in New Hampshire. I'm going to let you introduce yourself. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Billy. My name is Matt Connerton, or as uh, Crazy Joe says, uh, how does he pronounce it? Comington, Covington, but it's, it's Connerton. Um, yeah, so... Crazy Joe. So I'm on a, a station called WMNH 95.3 in Manchester. That's actually uh, where I am right now. And um, uh, I'm on weekday afternoons here. And then Friday nights, I do a second show, which will be important in the story in a moment. Um, and Crazy Joe, you know, we also stream online on some platforms and whatnot. And Crazy Joe somehow found my show. And this was probably, gee, it seems like maybe a year ago now when I first heard from him the very first time. And he started calling my show and he would do his whole crazy Joe shtick. And um, I actually do like the New York accent. So I was I was uh, interested in talking to him. I, I um, but, uh, you know, and, and he was he was kind of interesting and intriguing. But um, but then I didn't hear from him for a while. And then I started hearing from him again. And then he started to express an interest in getting on WMNH. And I said, you know, he wanted to do a, a music show, Joe's Rock and Roll Power Hour, something like that. And I said, well, I'll have to put you into contact with our program director, Peter White, mm -hmm. um, because that has to go through Peter. So send me an MP3 and I'll forward it to Peter. But also, you know, I also uh, own and operate an online streaming platform called ipmnation.com. So I told Joe, I said, we can probably put you on IPM Nation regardless, because that's my decision. There was no way he was going to get on WMNH. I said, but we could maybe put you on IPM Nation. So um, some time went by because he needed to send an MP3. So finally, it was a Friday. It was a Friday night. And here I was at WMNH. You know, I did my usual routine. I'm on four to six Eastern. Um, then I do some work in between and then I go back on the air at seven 30 on Friday night. I'm a co-host on somebody else's show here at WMNH. So he sends me an email and says, he's trying to send me an MP3 of the show. He he finally made a show. He made a demo show. He's trying to send me an MP3, but he can't figure out how to do it because he's using Yahoo email and the file is too large to send via Yahoo. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know people even still use that, but okay. So um, so he's emailing me, or actually he's messaging me on Facebook and emailing me. And I'm live on the air on this other show. So um, when I was able to, because I'm not the host on the other show, I'm the co-host. So I was communicating with him a little bit. I said, well, Dropbox it to me or use Google Drive. Google Drive is free. Mm -hmm. And send it to me that way. We transfer. That's another one, too. We transfer, yep. Well, apparently that was uh, too difficult for him, and he started getting angry, and he started sending me angry messages about how I wouldn't help him. And I specifically said in my messages to him, I'm on the air right now. 
I'm on the air, but um, try, try this, try that. If it doesn't work, we'll figure it out later. But that's the best I can tell you right now because I'm on the air. And he wasn't getting it. And he started getting angry. It was the same thing you went through, Billy, where he wanted your help. And because you couldn't help him right in that very moment, he melted down. So that's what he did to me. And then uh, that night, he's going on um, Facebook. He was using Facebook Live and he starts trashing me. And he's, uh, you know, and now I'm his uh, bitter enemy because I, I couldn't help him in that moment when he needed me. And uh, yeah, and then that was, that was what uh, turned him against me. So very, uh, very similar uh, story. That seems to be his MO. Well, take a moment now, shove your head up your ass, and you're going to see things from his point of view because <laughs> because the world evolves around him. You got to stop. You got to stop what you're doing. It doesn't matter if you're working. It doesn't matter if you're with your family. Uh, you got to give your attention to him because the world evolves around him. Apparently, yes. Well, he's he's a big star, you know, and he's a real New Yorker. Okay, uh, just because he met Andrew Dice Clay, which, okay, I enjoyed Andrew Dice Clay when I was 16. That guy, sure. he, he gets up on stage, and his routine has not changed in over 30 years. He's a he's a washed-up big mouth, not to say that he's a bad person or anything. Right. In fact, uh, Andrew Dice Clay brought on the era of why, what uh, ushered in uh, political correctness, and he was ahead of his time, but he never came up with any new material. And, yeah. And, and so, I mean, God, so I remember I got The Day the Laughter Died in 1990, and they, these jokes that, uh, you know, just basically male chauvinist jokes, making fun of women, whatever, he doesn't mean any of it. And I, I knew it even right. back when I was 16 because I, I thought it was funny, you know, how, right. he, how right. he was pissing everybody off. Then I get his new album that at the time that came out in 2000 called Face Down, Ass Up. And it's just yep. this 10 years he didn't evolve. Yeah. You know, and... There's a... There's a yeah, there's there's a through line uh, here with uh, Crazy Joe, isn't there? Yeah, and you know, so <laughs> if that's his accomplishment is meeting Andrew Dice Clay, <laughs> I mean, come on, we're talking about a man who was in the spotlight for what maybe one year to, to two years of his life. He was yeah. he was uh, in one one movie that hit mainstream, and the rest of them were all B movies that nobody's heard of. Right. So anyway, right. but the, the the light really isn't on the dice man right now. The light is on cr on Crazy Joe. He wants some fame so bad he's gonna have it. And yeah, Crazy Joe. Before we get into what happened on Wednesday night on the on the uh, Charles Richardson show, I got something very special dedicated just to you. New from Breathwasters Records, it's the worst of Idiot Joe. Subtitled, the sad, angry little old geezer with no dick, no friends, and no self-control. <laughs> Hear all of Idiot Joe Martin's racist, anti-Semitic, misogynistic, garbage routine, including these disgusting throwbacks. Yes, I'm a racist. I hate blacks. Yeah, I call them Trocorontos. Let me tell you, the biggest crime that the Jews did 
They crucified our Lord because they wouldn't believe that he was the Messiah. You got a lot okay? of hate inside. Because I love Jesus. Hate you, doesn't you, rock. People, you people hate Jesus, okay? So that's the difference between my culture and Clear. your non-culture. You shut your mouth and do my dishes, Winch. And you can do my laundry, too. Okay. Your motherfucking got the black man's cock in their fucking pussy. You're a wigger. You got your hat on backwards. You want to be Whoa. black. You fucking pussy. You fucking want to be Chocolato. Why don't you put yourself black paint on your fucking body? I could sit here all day long and tell you people that I'm a badass from New York. He declares himself a big star. I am afraid of man. You know, I forgot what I was going to say. I got a brain fart. Yes, with his unoriginal style of babbling bullshit, no one has ever done more with less than Idiot Joe. <laughs> You're damn right. The Voice of Idiot Joe is available on three C90 audio cassette tapes or three vinyl LP records. Sorry, no CDs or MP3 download versions here because Idiot Joe is so behind the times, he doesn't even know what the fuck those things are, let alone how to master them. Shut the fuck up, retard. To order the worst of Idiot Joe, call 1-500-S-M-A-L-F-R-Y. Call and order now before supplies last forever. <laughs> Man, that was fun. So let's, let's talk about... Uh, Let's talk about Wednesday night on the Charles Richardson show. He's out for blood. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that was um that was something we didn't know about Crazy Joe early on. Uh didn't really know that it was the night that he got angry with me that he started to also bring out the racism, the anti-Semitism. You know, my girlfriend Jenny is Jewish. Um yeah, and I and I knew I knew that was going to happen on Wednesday on the Charles Richardson show because you know it started out they're doing a music thing which I think Charles thought would be harmless but what Charles didn't realize is if you're going to discuss music with Crazy Joe you're going to end up in Bigot Town because what's going to happen is Crazy Joe he's going to talk about how much he loves his beloved rock and roll great but that's going to lead him to, I mean, he's, he's very predictable. It's the same thing. He's not a, a complex guy. That's going to lead him to talking about his hatred for rap music. And once he starts talking about his hatred for rap music, where does he go next? Well, further down the track, his hatred for the people who make rap music. And there you go. You're in Bigot Town with Crazy Joe. And that's and that's what uh, you know. That's what happened Wednesday night. It was inevitable. It was inevitable. Uh, you know, and then he, yeah, he uh, ended up uh, insulting Charles's wife, which uh, I th- <laughs> I thought what what a douchebag, what a piece of shit. After I heard that, mm-hmm. I mean, he's he really sunk low. Then he gets yeah. on, then he gets on his Twitter account, and he, what's really funny is see, I'm I'm kicked off of Twitter, the Outlaw Radio Twitter has been suspended uh, indefinitely for because I, I wrote on there that pedophiles deserve to be shot. I mean, you, yeah. may, you may disagree with me. You may, may agree with me, whatever. But, uh, you know, I, I wasn't afraid. I didn't say, I don't believe I said anything racist. I didn't say anything sexist. But I said something along the lines of hate speech, and so it got me zapped. Oh, big deal. You're going to protect yeah, you're going to protect pedophiles, then fuck you. Because uh, I'm sorry, pedophiles are shit in my book. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're, uh, I agree. I mean, I, I know you and I are different politically, but uh, there we'll agree, we'll agree on that. Um, we can agree on pedophiles. Pedophiles are bad. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it was really funny because here he is bitching about uh, Mark Zuckerturd, who I, I'll agree with him there, who's always you know, on the bandwagon to censor, whether it be COVID information or election information, whatever, you know, uh, suppress, he is helping suppress free speech. I will say that, but he thinks he's going to, he's going to get a free pass on Twitter. When, um, it, <laughs> if I, well, can, if so I, here's- I can't say that, uh, pedophiles deserve to be shot. You're not going to, you're not going to get, uh, um, <laughs> you're definitely not going to get yeah. away with that racist crap that he pulls. And just, just I have some, uh-huh. I, I was just going to say, Billy, I've, I have a little bit of insight into that. I think he genuinely doesn't understand that what he puts in his videos is a problem because he got, he got suspended. It was one of his Facebook suspensions. He posted a video on, on his crazy Joe Facebook page full of, you know, all the usual hate and bigotry. But then he, in, in comments or in the title of the video or something, he insulted me and, and just uh, called me a scumbag or something. And then he's posting on Twitter about how he can't believe that Facebook suspended him just for calling me a scumbag. And Jenny and I saw that and we're like, Oh, he doesn't get it. He thinks it's just a comedy. He doesn't realize. I think he is so stupid. He doesn't realize that what he says in the videos is what actually gets him in trouble. I think he thinks he can say whatever he wants to in the videos, and that's not what matters. Only what he actually types out is what matters. That's how clueless he is. Well, also, also, he he brought up a subject that that uh, got me a bit hot under the collar too. Is is like uh, how he his view on uh, interracial relationships. I mean, it's his opinion. Oh, yeah. It's his opinion. He has a right to it, and I have the right to highly disagree. Because number one, my sister is. It, he said that interracial relationships are 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 today's fad. Uh, my my sister is dating a black man, and it's not about a fad. It's just that she's attracted to black men. You know, uh-huh. as for me, I'm a, the women I'm attracted to. You have to well, white, black, or Hispanic. I I really don't find Asian women attractive, but that's just me. It's, that doesn't mean yeah. I dislike them. It's I just don't right. find Asian women very attractive. You know, yeah. and she doesn't find white guys attractive. That's just the bottom line of it. There, she's not. Uh, she's uh, not doing this to fit in and to be cool. She's she's going with her heart. I have. Right. I, and I just said, I find black women attractive. I dated one. She was, she was actually a student uh, who, came, who came over here from Kenya. And, oh, no kidding. Yeah. And she was, she was from Kenya and was going to the University of Reno, Nevada, and, and well on her way to good things. But, and she was a bit strange, too. Um, not only was she attracted to white guys, uh, but if somebody gave us a dirty look, it would turn her on. So <laughs> that's that's the, the funny. Yeah it, yeah, it it would turn her on. She want to start making out in the middle of public if somebody if if you're grossed out by us holding hands, we'll wait till you see us kiss. Is basically there's something admirable in that. Yeah, actually, I yeah. kind of like that. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, 
You know, like she kind of got a little too too much with it. And I'm like, this is public. You got to, you know, come on, cool it yeah. a little bit. But then she yeah. got, she got it. She started getting into the drugs. I mean, I don't care who smokes uh-huh. weed, but she started getting into the meth. And I'm like, oh, I can't, Ooh. I cannot deal with that. I mean, and, and you're no. gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna end up dropping out of school and disappointing your family back in Kenya if you get mixed up into this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I did not. I did not date her because it was cool to date a black girl. Yeah. I, it wasn't about the color of her skin. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is that, uh, damn, she was good in bed. I'm not going to leave that out. <laughs> she, I mean, she, she was wild and tough for me to keep up with, but, <laughs> but, um, no, it, you know, I, I was with, I was with a beautiful woman from Kenya and it wasn't about the color of her skin. It wasn't about a fad and he doesn't get that. And yeah. You know, if you don't like rap music, you don't like rap music. I grew up part of my life in California, right right around there where there's there were some Bloods and Crips, and I grew up listening to rap music. And of course, I adapted to the culture somewhat because I liked it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Joe is like he's he's from another time. It, It it's like he's a sixty four year old man who time traveled here from nine. 1964 it's it's bizarre i'd like to tie him down and make him watch uh guess who's coming to dinner his head would explode the original not the the mm-hmm. shitty remake but um yeah it's just it's it's uh it's wild i i and and the thing is too even now he hints about me you know maybe we'll give him a chance on ipm nation it's like there's no way you know, I was thinking about it. Even if he apologized at some point, even if he came to me and said, Matt, I'm sorry, I was so mean. I, I'm bipolar. I ran out of medication. I had an insurance issue and couldn't get more because I've known people who that's happened to that for some reason they're, they're off their meds and then they freak out or whatever. Even if he came to me and said that, you know, I would accept his apology, but I can never accept everything that he said, you know what I mean? Like he's radioactive, like literally no one will ever work with him professionally. No one ever no. anywhere. Uh, <laughs> How he, can you? Okay. So after what he did on uh, the Charles Richardson show, he doesn't realize how bad he hung himself. And then of course he unblocks me from Twitter and, <laughs> uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to read the messages that I got <laughs> from him. I mean, this is, this is just classic shit right yeah. here. So, uh, this is what he writes. Fuck you, you fucking backwood farm, fucking punk ass piece of dog shit. You can kiss my New York city ass white boy. You pussy, you fucking coward farm, fucking loser. Who the fuck needs to be on your station, motherfucker? I have my own. I don't need you for shit. You're the one who wanted to suck my big NYC cock and balls, loser. Oh. Come out oh. come out and play. I'm I'm calling you out, Dick Wand. That's what he's W-A-N-D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to I want to fuck with <laughs> I you want to fuck with a New Yorker? Come on, bitch! I'm right here in your mom's pussy. <laughs> wow, <laughs> he's keeping it classy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's what this is how a lot of New Yorkers talk, though. I mean, bear with. <laughs> yeah. 
guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but he, you know, he thinks he, he want. I challenged him to a debate. He even mm-hmm. put the post, poster up there. Um, he, yeah. He, he, and uh, now he, he says he wants to get paid for this to boost ratings on the show. Does this idiot not realize that ratings don't exist on podcasts and internet radio stations? Yeah, he doesn't get it. He, he'll never get it. I mean, he's he, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't understand. Um and I'm I'm surprised that he didn't take you up on your uh, on your offer because usually he grabs whatever opportunity he can. So I'm really surprised. I'm also um, he's also now demanded money from me and from Peter White, who's the program director here and the morning show host at WMNH. So I think he's probably out of money, and he thinks that uh, he can uh, bully people into paying him. Um, but uh, but I am surprised he didn't take you up on. I mean, you know, it's more exposure for him. You know, it's another opportunity. Yeah. So I I don't know why he didn't take you up on it. I really don't. Well, he said that uh, Charles Richardson set him up for failure, and I think he he fears the same thing. He Charles didn't set him up for shit. He no. he he did this all on his own. With yeah. The, with with his uh, racism and his bigotry and all all of the crap that he just spewed out of his mouth and and yeah. the, the way he he had no business insulting Charles's wife the way he did that was shocking that was shocking and I mean she threw her headphones down and left you know and how often do you hear Charles get mad and scream I I've that's I had never seen or heard that before ever no. ever. No, no, no. And, uh, you know, when I called him the end of the show, oh, by the way, he was listening when I did that. And he really got pissed off when I called in the end of the show, too. Um, You know, just the way Charles answered the phone, you you can tell he he was very unhappy. You know, I mean, as if as if uh, Joe had Joe had ruined the show is almost as if he, he ruined Charles's day. I think he did. Yeah, I think he did. And, but uh, now, um, everything, Joe, you brought your, whether you're listening live on the AOW radio network, whether you're listening to the podcast archive, you got to understand now is uh, talking about you just maybe boosting the so-called ratings a little bit because people, ah. people are going to want to know what you're about and they're listening to this. And one. Already, I've I've messaged other internet radio station owners, and I have warned them about you. So, yeah, yeah you're you don't expect to go go anywhere, anywhere. No. I mean, now now to the point now that internet stations aren't even going to want you. And right. and how easy is it to get on an internet station? Oh, the, another thing that he's pissed off about too is I couldn't give him a time slot on the AOW radio network because it's not because I didn't want him there. Yeah. I, d- I don't want him there now, of course. Right. Uh, yeah. It was because my time slots were full. Yeah, yeah. And and not only that, you know, and I'm not gonna. I, I've had I had uh, some requests. I'm playing some old time radio too. You know, mix it up. Yeah. I mean, my station's uh, slogan is a variety without limits for a very good reason, you know, because I got old episodes of Dragnet on Sundays. 
I got oh, that's cool. I got you know, I got episodes of Doctor Who. Of course, I got John B. Wells' Caravan to Midnight, um, the best conservative radio Never. host, uh, um, if, uh, if out there. What's that? I was just gonna say I'm not familiar with him. Yeah, now he's he's very very much uh, conservative. I'm not gonna say far right, but can definitely conservative and. To the point uh, where they've had to fuck with us and uh, or fuck hmm. fuck with him, excuse me. Yeah, and uh, also uh, uh, Mark Walters with Armed American Radio. For those who uh, are all about the Second Amendment, I've got that going on there. And, and but then you know I got uh, I got shows from people who lean to the left too, uh, like uh, like Mark Flanagan with uh, the R and B experience out of Australia. So. Oh. Interesting. I'm going to have to check this out. I yeah. haven't, I'm going to have to go to your site uh, later when I get home and, and check it out. Yeah. Sounds interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah most definitely. Cool. But, uh, but Crazy Joe, you you make, uh, as I said, people are afraid now that you're making New Yorkers look bad. You're, I'm, I'm saying you're making conservatives look bad with your with your bigotry because those that uh, called ra- uh, Trump a racist, well, you're feeding into that, and and then uh, you know you're you're making internet radio station DJs look bad with your bullshit too. Do you realize, by the way, I happen to stumble upon this in one of his older videos. He thinks Trump uh, listens to him or watches his videos. <laughs> okay. He's referenced that. Because there, there's one video I found where he's actually complaining because he likes Trump. But there's one video where he actually starts complaining about Trump. He's like, I don't know why Trump hasn't. I, I don't do a crazy Joe impression, but he's like, I don't know why Trump hasn't been here lately. And it's like, what? He. Wow. Um, <laughs> do you realize the uh, president of the United States doesn't have time for your bullshit? Yeah, I I wonder if somebody was messing with him and told him, like somebody in a chat room told him they were Trump or something. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> and, but. He, and he was stupid enough to believe it. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. yeah. And he's I, loopy. Um, no, I'm. I'm going to go. I'm going to take it a, a step further. And I know a lot of people don't like this word, but uh, I. He's retarded. Yes, Joe, you are retarded. Well, you know, if the word fits, um, (laughs) the one thing that'll be, and I, I gotta, I gotta go in a minute, Billy, but the one thing that I think will be interesting to see going forward is every single time I think the crazy Joe saga has finally ended because he's run out of bridges to burn. He (laughs) finds another bridge. (laughs) Somehow he always finds another bridge. So it'll be interesting to see what's the next bridge. I mean, he's been uh, kicked off of uh, Facebook and Twitter. He burned a bridge with me, now with Charles, and obviously with you. What what bridge does he find to burn next? Because somehow, somehow, you know, Billy, I think if there was a nuclear war, all that would be left is cockroaches and Crazy Joe trying to be a successful radio broadcaster. Those are the two things that would be left. By the way, Joe, I am going to haunt you. If I find out of any internet radio station that's about to bring you on, I'm going to, 
I'm going to save the MP3 of that episode of the Charles Richardson show, and I'm going to let them hear it, and I'm going to tell yep. them what you're all about, and I'm going to ask them, do you want this kind of bullshit on your radio station? It'll never happen, though. Two reasons. One is no one will ever work with him unless, I mean, is there a K, does the KKK have their own station or something? No one's ever going to work with him. But the other thing is, too, the guy can't even figure out how to email someone an MP3. <laughs> he says. Yeah, yeah, he's never, he's, he's got, this is literally as famous as he's ever going to get. Yeah, like I said, he's retarded. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, so I <laughs> uh, want you, before you go, because I, I know you got to do so, and I've got to hit a music set here myself, but uh, why don't you uh, go ahead and give yourself another plug there, uh, you know, where you're working for in New Hampshire, and uh, I know you got some side projects too, why don't you plug all that for us? Oh, thank you, Billy. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm on uh, locally. I'm on WMNH 95.3 FM here in Manchester, New Hampshire. But uh, of course, we stream, you know, online and uh, and on Facebook and everything. So the easiest way to access my show from anywhere in the world, just go to my website, mattconnerton.com, and I'll spell Connerton. It's C-O-N-N-A-R-T-O-N, or just Google me. I'm very Googleable because, uh, believe it or not, there aren't many Matt Connertons in the world. But uh, mattconnerton.com, you can uh, access my, uh, my regular show, all of my other radio and podcasting adventures. I'm also a certified hypnotherapist, so if you're interested in learning more about that, that is there too that's a big part of how i make my living but uh yeah just go to my website and uh billy thank you so much this has been wonderful i i really appreciate uh getting to come on and talk to you yeah well it's uh, not very often uh, i get to i come on and bash somebody the way i did but he had it coming <laughs> yeah no kidding huh? that's putting it mildly <laughs> <laughs> all right well, hey thank you so much i'm sorry we had to encounter this crap but hey we live and learn that's right. That's right. All right, my friend. Thank you. You bet. Take care. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. So we've given this idiot enough attention. It's time to go to the next music set. Coming up, we have Through Fire, going to be followed by Josh Bricker, Grave Diggers, Nikki Breyer, and Bullet to the Heart. Be right back after this. How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are you're listening to outlaw radio where we're proper gentlemen because we always ask you mind if i fart you really know how to waste a cialis don't you you're abusing my fan Yeah. 
true. I walked in the courthouse not long ago in Livingston, where I'm a deputy sheriff, to see the chief deputy. And they said he's in the courtroom. They're trying a little cajun in there, a little fella. And I walked in, and he must have done something real bad because they had 12 people on the jury, you know. <laughs> and just as I walk in, the judge told that defending lawyer people, ask you, client, if he'd like to challenge the jury. The lawyer said, would you like to challenge the jury? He stand himself up and looked at the jury up one side down, the same side, then back up the other side some more. He said, I'll take on that little bitty son of a gun sitting on the end right down there. <laughs> Told me about country music, about Haggard and Whitley, and sad song. But today, all you hear is some pretty boys doing it wrong. I gotta this question Where have the outlaws gone? Should that 
Gatekeeper, Grim Reaper, Peace to the Gods. Look before you start to speak You're barking up the wrong tree, dog. I rest in the east Look before you start to speak You're barking up the wrong tree, dog. I rest in the east, yo Running diligently, militantly Lyrically a million degrees Niggas that need biblical work Dabble in dirt, down and chase skirts Offset the balance of the earth Niggas get crushed, ripping in half Paragraph, flex of dust, triple in My ripple in effect, building collapse Maybe perhaps strategically A tactic, easily to over that Parallel verse, obvious verse Niggas disperse, punish the hurt Fully torched New York, terror dome You're scared of my zone, grave diggers Motherfucker, when niggas wear blood like cologne Dark of the tone, deliver the gin Clavical win, lateral sin Step on the line, let's begin Notoriety with the society, don't inspire me Setting fires, the motherfuckers hiding me Critical ritual Hit you with a methodic, hypnotic, chronic Your gas state to a solid You can't allow the above reaching my bro Choking your ass without my motherfucking Look before you start to speak. You're barking up the wrong tree, dog. I rest in the east. Look before you start to speak. You're barking up the wrong tree, dog. I rest in the east. Look before you start to speak. You're barking up the wrong tree, dog. I rest in the east. Look before you start to speak. You're barking up the wrong tree, dog. Yeah, I rest in the east. Used to knock them cats that floss a lot. When you talk a lot, then it could cost you not. After the club gets snubbed in parking lots, or your head to get flown like cosmonauts. Wrist forced out, we force the clock. And in fourth the block, you can eat chalk and rot. My heat is deep and dark and hot. Dedicated to my niggas to spark a lot. It be the Grim Reaper, the King Speaker. Reach deep in your thoughts with equal the force of a tornado. I go to war, lay low, write scripts like Plato. Back to the war, call NATO for the new treaty. Rap deity against the FCC. Observatory tower can't see me. The sharpshooter who pierced darts through ya. Bring it right to your head like booyah. Tony T.I. is anti-derogative. The chief operative, ready to flog a kid who doesn't acknowledge it. Men in the background, WWF hit. Come to smack down. Look before you start to speak. You're barking up the wrong tree, dog. I rest in the east. Look before you start to speak. You're barking up the wrong tree, dog. I rest in the east. Look before you start to speak. You're barking up the wrong tree, dog. I rest in the east. Look before you start to speak. You're barking up the wrong tree, dog. I rest in the east. I blast recklessly, terrorized unseen, impact, structural collapse, hard consume, raw industrial, pull the testicles, a festival, I kill you slow nigga, yo, the deadliest torture, the author, enforcer, slaughter, a double crosser, East New Yorkers block, welcome to the rock. If you fail the plan, then plan to fail To my man's in jail, I'd hand you bail These fiends, they still demand a sale These devils still command retail The rebel in grim provides a spark To light the day and divide the dark The archangelic guides the thought The earth is hell till we slide off Look before you start to speak You're barking up the wrong tree, dog. I rest in the east Look before you start to speak You're barking up the wrong tree, dog. I rest in the east Look before you start to speak You're barking up the wrong tree, dog. I rest in the east Look before you start to speak You're barking up the wrong tree, dog. I rest in the east Look before you start to speak You're barking up the wrong tree, dog. I rest in the east
the spare key to your souped up chrome dad SUV. They say revenge is sweet. I'm about to make history. Everything you give me is loaded inside from the floorboard, backseat, tailgate wide. Hope you don't mind. I'm taking it for one last ride. I got some fireworks, dynamite, TNT. I feel picked out deep in the country. This will be the greatest show this town has ever seen. Here, love, letters, pictures, and tarnished dreams. Been burning all the gasoline. A bad idea can be a good remedy. It's officially gonna be over soon. Light it up. Yeah.
USAC Incorporated. The United South Africa Coalition comprises groups and individuals around the world working together to create public global awareness of the genocide in South Africa and to develop community restoration programs that will make South Africa a safe place for all races to thrive. USAC works to inform world leaders of the present-day conditions in South Africa through documents, news reports, images, videos, publications, petitions, and witness statements to unite with South African leaders to bring meaningful assistance to people in South Africa, to educate and develop trade schools to improve the quality of life in South Africa, to enact employment laws that are fair and equal for all in South Africa, and to work on trade development projects to improve South Africa's economy. To join USAC and for more information about USAC and what you can do, visit usac.center. At some point, you're going to want to consider this. If a national emergency or a natural disaster or even civil unrest should occur, where would you go? Seriously, where? Heading into the sticks with some MREs in a tent might be all right for a week or two, but then what? And who's around you? Who can help you if you need it? And how long would you last without the security and comfort of your own home? If you've asked yourself these questions, consider X-Point. Located in the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota, a limited number of military-grade hardened shelters originally built by the U.S. government. 80 feet long, 26 feet wide, 12 and a half foot ceilings that you can custom build out to your own tastes. X-Point, a nine square mile city of like-minded people who know that the best way to deal with the disaster is to distance yourself from it. If you've always wanted a real bug out bunker with the amenities of home, send an email to brendy at arcmidnight.com or text to 817-900-2424. X-Point, X marks your spot. Chaz Mitchell Custom Hats makes and sells custom hats with a Western influence. These hats are not cheesy, one-size-fits-all, except they're not cowboy hat knockoffs. Chaz Mitchell will custom design and build a genuine hat just for you, the way you want it. Chaz will actually measure your head, talk with you about the hat you desire, make it, and deliver it to you. You'll make a statement every time you put on your hat. Originally from Jigs, Nevada, Chaz Mitchell grew up cowboying alongside his father, Waddy Mitchell. They built their first hats together at a workshop in Elko, Nevada. Chaz recalls his father once telling him, make a hat he would be proud to wear. After years of practice and studying hats and their owners, Chaz knows what makes a good hat maker. It's understanding that a hat doesn't only fit the circumference of the head, but also the personality of the owner. Get in touch with Chaz today, and he'll build you a hat you will be proud to wear. Visit Chaz Hats, that's C-H-A-Z-H-A-T-Z dot com. Left-wing community organizers and campus radicals in Idaho are still up to their dirty tricks, teaching Idaho kids from cradle to college that white people are inherently racist. Now, these left-wing nuts are taking the whole race thing to a whole new level with critical race theory. According to critical race theory, teaching children math, arithmetic, is racist. Shakespeare, Shakespeare, racist. Can you say ridiculous? Malcolm X warned against critical race theory. It's very harmful. It's wrong. And the leftist nuts teaching this stuff to our children know it. Join Idaho Freedom Action to put an end to this leftist takeover of education in Idaho. Join the fight against the teaching of critical race theory to Idaho's youngsters. Visit IdahoFreedomAction.org today. IdahoFreedomAction.org
script building in a little hick town. This is Outlaw Radio. I'm not in the mood to deal with you today, you stupid asshole! 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 All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, gear up, let's train. USAC, the United South Africa Coalition, and IGF-1 Neutronics, making men, men again. Or it's not, it's uh, Neutronics IGF-1, so I said it backwards. Who the fuck cares? Anyway, the songs you just heard, you just heard Bullet to the Heart with One Nation Under No One. Before that, Nicky Breyer with Watch It Go Boom. Before that, Grave Diggers with Barking Up the Wrong Tree. Before that, Josh Bricker with Country Ain't Country No More, and ain't that the fucking truth. And starting off the whole set, Through Fire with Stronger. And uh, for once, we got quite a bit of time left in the show to uh, actually cover some stuff, so that means it is time for the Steve Solution. If you have any trouble voting, they have officials there at the election site to assist if you need assistance. That's what they're there for. They cannot tell you who to vote for, how to vote, whatever. That is against so many laws, it's not even funny. And if there's ever a whiff of that, I think every vote in a particular precinct could be nullified. And certainly the participant could find him or herself doing some jail time. This is the Steve Solution with Stephen James on Outlaw Radio. What's up, boys and girls? It's your old internet radio buddy, Steve James. Man, we had so much to talk about last week. We're just going to go ahead and continue right on with it. We're going to talk about, obviously, the soon-to-be former governor, Andrew Cuomo. The homo? Well, maybe. (laughs) More of just a fucking pig. And we're going to talk about the soon-to-be recalled and leaving the governor's mansion and nowhere to go because he just sold his house. Governor Gavin Newsroom. I'm sorry, Newsom. Newsom. Gruesome. <laughs> Gruesome, Newsom. Pretty much anything you... There's so many rhymes you can put with that name. Yes. Yes. But a story that uh, popped up on my radar here just recently about Gavin. I think he's preparing for a very expensive... And I'm assuming ultimately pathetic uh, court fight over this recall because if you were as confident as he is, or seemingly, you know, keep saying, "Oh no, I'm confident everything's going to go in my way," why in the hell would you sell your very expensive house in San Francisco unless you needed cash for lawyers to fight the recall? And that's exactly what he did. He very quietly sold his San Francisco home for uh, a big-ass chunk of money, which, I mean, to be fair, in today's housing market, uh, actually a you know really very much a seller's market because <laughs> prices are just insane. But he did that very, very quietly and sold his home. Why? I think he's bankrolling cash so that he can fight this recall. Billy, your thoughts on that? 
Well, th shit like this happens all the time. It's really tough to think of an opinion on this. Um, yeah, he's he's going to have a fight on his hands uh, trying to fight this recall because there's a lot of Californians out there that are pissed off. They're tired of the, of his hypocrisy. You know, you you stay in you and. Uh, by the way, you got to wear a mask while you're having sex. You got to wear a mask in the comfort of your own home. You know he's he's trying to enforce that bullshit. I'm not kidding. He actually suggested, you know, even wear a mask even in your home. So, I mean, well, how can people tell anyway cuz I can see that rule constantly getting broken unless they want to shove a camera up everybody's ass. I assume that's what the ultimate goal of the you know, liberal sect of the population is. Yeah. You know, so, everyone should be watched at every second of every day so that you can follow society's rules. And, you know, you can't have a barbecue. You can't, you know, no more than what, three people or whatever. You can't do any of that. But he can, he can uh, fill up his backyard anytime he wants. He doesn't have to wear a mask. You got nasty Pelosi who's caught wearing without a mask at a hair salon. So there are citizens that are sick of this bullshit. Well, on the upside for Gavin Newsom, it's a very good thing. He's obviously a very, very popular Democrat because... The uh, vice president of the United States, Kamala, and yeah, I said Kamala, like the wrestler, because that's how it's pronounced. Well, it's kind of funny since uh, uh, <laughs> fucking my buddy Jericho Green does refer to her as the Ugandan nightmare. Even though she ain't. I like that. I almost choked on my cigarette, which is a menthol. Thanks, Joe Biden, by the way, for you know killing my smoking aspirations. But that's beside the point. When she gets back from her uh, foreign trip to a bunch of Asian countries, and I didn't bother to commit them to memory, uh, like Vietnam and you know other places where they just really love us. I specifically mentioned Vietnam because they have such fond memories of the United States there. But when she gets back uh, here in the next couple of days, she's going to directly to California to campaign, which I love the term campaign. She's going to campaign for Gavin Newsom. Oh, which should tell everyone just how fucked up he is because of that nutty bitch is campaigning for anyone. It should automatically mean you vote for anyone else on the ticket. You know, Kamala, Kamala Harris scares me uh, more, when it, especially when it comes to our Second Amendment. I mean, uh, you know, the guns I've got. I mean, I said it before. I got a, I've got a uh, three fifty seven Colt revolver, single action. I've got a bolt action 30-06 with a scope, and I've got a pump action 12-gauge. That's what I got. And, uh, you know, Joe Biden, he's he's more hot on the AR-15s and all that, which 
I, I support someone's right to own one, but I don't fear Joe Biden coming after my guns in particular. Fucking Kamala Harris will. Oh, yeah, and when Sleepy Joe drops dead because he's 873 years old, she's going to start signing the executive orders and all that shit. And God help anyone that comes for my gun. And I'll be fair, I only own one. Why? Because I only need one. Show up at my house. I'm a really, really good shot. Yeah, to me, that's a cause worth dying for because you you know they're probably going to show up armed and they're probably going to shoot back. But uh, they better shoot better than me. <laughs> I ain't I ain't giving them a damn thing. They they cannot have my guns, not let alone my that revolver of mine. That was the last gift to uh, to me from my late grandfather. So no, fuck you. You are not taking it. Oh, I love quoting Charlton Heston when it comes to taking my guns. From my cold, dead hand. Damn straight, and thank you for stealing the line from me, but that's cool. (laughs) So Kamala Kamala is, uh, you know, the Ugandan vice president. I'm sorry, the uh, U.S. vice president is going to go campaign for uh, Governor Newsroom, and I'm sure that's going to do Actually, it's probably going to do a lot of good in that royally fucked up state that, honestly, I'll admit I was born in. And aside from family obligations, I will never, ever, ever step foot in that state again because they are just extremely, extremely fucking stupid. I would use another word, but, you know, then I get put on a list somewhere. Because of people that wear helmets and shit. Wear a mask. Wear your mask. Welcome to McDonald's. Uh, do you have your mask on? Uh, we have chicken nuggets. Uh, special dipping sauces. Uh, we got honey mustard. Um, vinegar. And Windex. They hire all kinds of crazy people. There's always the special needs person running the fucking drive-thru. <laughs> oh, shit. But then we go to the New York side of things, and we've got Andrew Cuomo. And now, you know, fortunately, I don't know why it took this long for anyone to bring his brother into this, but his brother's getting into it, too. But let's talk about Andrew. He's obviously making plans to vacate the governor's mansion to his sister's house, who, uh, which the house is owned by, uh, for all you fashion people out there. And I know on, you know, Outlaw Radio, we all have so many big fashion aspirations, but his sister is married to big fashion designer Kenneth Cole. Um, I don't know a goddamn thing about him. I just know the name. And I never even heard the name. It's irrelevant to me. Eh, I, well, you know, I'm more on the cutting edge than you are, Billy. <laughs> even though I have no idea what he does. I just know it's associated with fashion. But uh, apparently, uh, late this afternoon, some 
a, I, I don't know if it was um, one or more than one, but U-Haul trucks because the Cuomo's are, you know, nothing but classy. <laughs> they don't hire a professional moving company or anything. No, they hire some U-Haul trucks and a couple of guys named Dave to move their shit from the governor's mansion of New York to his sister's house. And if I read this article correctly, and forgive me if I'm wrong, but the way the article was written, the house is owned by his sister, but previously owned by his ex-girlfriend. So technically speaking, uh, unwritten shit, Essentially, he owns the house, but he doesn't own the house. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, I mean, I get that. You know, you're skirting some tax laws, shit like that. Whatever. I don't care. But what a rough life this motherfucker has. He, he's having to move from the governor's mansion to the Hamptons. Wow. My heart bleeds for this guy. And you say, oh, wow, you say that like you really mean it. Oh, I so do. I, I shed a couple of tears, um, well, didn't, although I, didn't, I I may have been just trying too hard to take a shit, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought I was going to shed a tear, and then I farted. But, damn, did, didn't you just feel sorry for Christopher Cuomo when they called him Fredo? Wasn't that just so awful? Oh, we're going to get to Chris here in a second. However, one last thing about Andrew before we move on to his brother, who uh, hopefully will be fired by CNN or at least buried somewhere. You know, hopefully the way the mob buries people, but whatever. (sighs) Italian-Americans, it was a joke. Shut the fuck up. Sit down. I got it. I understand. But of all things, you know, Andrew Cuomo could do upon exiting and hopefully ultimately going to prison over all this, he put in for retirement. Uh-huh. Yeah, his estimated retirement uh, for his, uh, I believe the article said, 11 years of public service in the state of New York. He's going to get, uh, you know, $50,000 a year just because he's a scumbag and he steps down as governor. So that's good. Hmm. Now, technically, if he is found guilty of a crime, they will rescind that $50,000. Basically, well, what they should do with it, I know damn well they're not going to do, is they, you know, put it to uh, good use to our homeless and to our education and all that, but that that ain't gonna happen. I'm t- that's wishful thinking on my part. No, they're not gonna do anything like that. I mean, if he, I, I, it's one of those things. It's either he gets it, and great, you know, fifty thousand dollars a year to somebody like that doesn't mean shit. I just thought it was funny that he actually applied for retirement benefits under the state of New York guidelines. <laughs> what kind of self-righteous scumbag fuck? First off, for somebody like him, $50,000 a year is, honestly, let's face it, 
for you or me fifty thousand dollars, you know, extra a year. That's just life changing money. Oh shit, we'd be. I mean, I'd, I'd at least be in a house, not an apartment. Yeah. Fuck. I, I, I would own a home. I would be driving a, a brand new vehicle. I mean, the list goes on and on of shit I would do with an extra $50,000 a year. For somebody like that, $50,000 a year is literally a drop in the bucket. It does not mean jack shit. Why in the hell? With everything else that he's got going on, who on his staff advised this dumb fuck? Hey, by the way, you know you can catch an extra. Even if this guy goes to prison, he's going to earn more than me and you. Why the hell would you want the extra bad press for filing for retirement benefits? That is just simply stupid. But yet he did it anyway, so he's going to get an estimated $50,000 a year retirement for his years of dedicated public sexual battery. So that's great. I mean, like I said, the whole Cuomo family is just, they're garbage. I mean, I mean, let alone uh, Fredo and, uh, and Andrew Cuomo, then the, of course, Mario Cuomo, I mean, he did a bang-up job as mayor of New York or governor of New York. Uh, He was a piece of shit, too. Oh, just look at Times Square. (laughs) Wow. Thank God for Rudy. Rudy Rudy was a blessing. Yeah. That being said, uh, there have been a lot of calls lately to have CNN investigate, and we all know CNN, you know, takes their investigations very, very seriously. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, just ask Don Lemon and Anderson Cooper. Uh, But anyway, there's been a lot of calls lately online uh, for CNN to investigate their journalistic integrity, particularly when it comes to Chris Cuomo, for not, well, honestly, reporting the news and reporting it accurately when it comes to his brother. Because, let's face it, he's not. Well, let's talk about the maturity level of somebody like Chris Cuomo. I mean, seriously. I mean, one thing... I'm I'm sorry, I can't talk about that right now. I have to go walk through my garden naked. Okay, so... I mean, you got at least I, I cannot stand Anderson Cooper. I cannot stand that homosexual Don Lemon. Um, well, at least Don Lemon had some sense to say about uh, Tucker Carlson. He said, you know, at least he was in the ride to this side. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, um, but, um, you know, you got Chris Cuomo, who he does this childish high school bullshit when he's when he's in front of the camera too, he's inter- he interviewed one guy and he says, they, uh, they said, you know, we're, we're not watching CNN. And he goes, well, I'll t- let me tell you who does your mom. Yeah. I mean, Chris Cuomo does stupid wow. shit like that. It's nice to see it, you know, internet or internationally recognized. Um, and obviously we don't record this on video, but I'm putting up the quote signs reporter 
literally resorting to your mom jokes. That's great. Uh, Will <laughs> Valderrama would be very, very happy. <laughs> oh, my God. But as far as Chris Cuomo, I mean, his mom's so dumb. That bitch thought a quarterback was a refund. <laughs> and, yeah, I went that far back, even with the old mommy jokes. Okay. One of the OGs. Oh, God. Everything in California is just completely. It's just. It's insane out there. Yeah. Everything. And I know I've said this on this segment before, but everything in California is so bad that my mother, a lifetime liberal, who used to give me shit for being a conservative. In, well, I said last time, in the last year, it's been a little more, in the last year and a half, called me up one day and, you know, I answered the phone. I was like, hi, mom. She said, hey, Tiger, uh, here's the thing. I was like, oh, God, something bad happened, didn't it? She's like, yeah. I was like, oh, shit, who died? She said, no, 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 nothing like that. So I'm a Republican now. What? Wait, what? Whoa, what? <laughs> yeah. You gave me shit for years about being a conservative. Please tell me what finally changed your mind. She's like, well, the first thing I'm going to tell you is I'm voting for Trump. I went, oh, shit, I'm dying. This is a make-a-wish thing. There's people that show up at my house. They're going to take me to, like, fucking Disneyland or something like that. I don't know. But she's like, nope, it's fucking Newsome. I was like, whoa, hold on. First off, you are the one that gave birth to me and called me, just now called me Tiger, which I kind of like. It's cool. And secondly, you voted for Trump? Hell yeah. <laughs> She's like, this guy is such a complete fuck up. This is a lifelong Democrat. This is a woman in her 60s that is a lifelong Democrat that used to scream at me. At one point called me fucking stupid. For being a Republican. This guy is such an inept retard. Oh shit, I said that word again. She changed political parties. And she didn't just like, no, I'm just voting for the other party. She's like, I went down and registered as a Republican because I hate this son of a bitch so much and he is that dumb. And you've been right this whole time. I was like, okay, I can die happy now. <laughs> yeah, Stephen, one good point that about uh, California we should bring up is, you know, um, I've heard it on John B. Wells' show talking about uh, uh, there, there's California and then soon to be new California, which uh, old California, of course, would consist of Sacramento stretching to uh San Francisco and down to Los Angeles, where the majority of the state—you uh, mean down to Mexico? No, no. I'm, I mean, oh. 
I mean, no, from from Sacramento down to Los Angeles would be old California. Basically, the, the trace of the San Andreas fault line. <laughs> oh, well, that, there's a silver <laughs> and, lining. And uh, New California would consist probably from Wairica to San Diego. Uh, to be honest, I would say that's a, well, honestly, when Trump first got the nomination, they started talking, at, and by they, I mean, obviously, you know, Californians started talking about literally succeed or seceding from the union and becoming their own country. Mm-hmm. Yes. And to be fair, uh, I, and I may be wrong about this, so please don't send me emails uh, if I am. However, I do remember hearing somewhere that California is, or at least was at the time, the ninth largest economy in the world. And that's saying something. Nope. Obviously, that's due mostly to Hollywood, but still, technically speaking, that state, either in part or as a whole, could be its own sovereign nation and support itself. And quite frankly, I'm in favor of it. Uh, well, if you turn to your Facebook here in just a little bit, Stephen, what I'm going to do is I've got a map here that I am going to show you. This is uh, the plan that they have for what's to be New California. So take a look here. All right, I'll pull this up. But uh, in the meantime, this is not the first time. Which I have. This is not the first. Hey, you know what? I like that California. Yes, I mean so. I mean, uh, with the exception, you're going to have to split San uh, San Bernardino County is going to have to be carved in just a little bit. I get most of San Bernardino counties uh, very conservative and great, but they're going to have to take out most of the Inland Empire uh, and reaching into Palm Springs. But aside from that, no, uh, I certainly love this picture, and I assume you're going to post this on the Outlaw Radio site so everybody else can see it. Um, but I, I might. I might. You know, I've been using the AOW Radio Network Twitter to – Announce the songs that I'm doing and all that, but uh, yeah. Well, that's because you got a lifetime ban from Twitter. Yes, I did, and I'm damn proud of it. Hey, yeah, it, well, you know, I'm, I I get that you got banned for that unpopular opinion that ah, uh, you know, pedophiles should be you know killed, but uh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> no, but no, you. Know, Tell you what, let, let's get the recall altogether. Let's give Newsom the overpopulated and insanely liberal part of California. And which what we have here, you know, I mean, obviously San Diego will still be there, and I, I think that's mostly liberal. Uh, but Orange County is very, very red. Um, you know, and that'd be the, the more populated side of New California. 
you know, and then of course, as you go into the agriculture and the area that I lived in as a teenager, Stockton, Modesto area, where all the farms are, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's going to be pretty red area. Brother, I'm telling you, everywhere I lived in California is represented. By the way, the color scheme on this Mac needs to be changed. It should have been, you know, the larger portion of the state should with be, the fewer population, sadly. Should be gold. And the, the no, red. that should be red. And the other areas should be blue. But I'm all for this. If that segment wants to go out there and become its own state. You know, they, I was just saying, they started this when, uh, you know, President Trump got elected about se seceding from the union. If that portion of the state wants to go off on their own, absolutely, by all means, do it, because you people are the fucks we don't want anyway. All right. I hate and to the rest of the state is they're fucking for the most part great goddamn people and it represents every aspect of life California I've always said literally represents the country because no matter what part of the country you live in there is a part of California that represents you whether yeah. you are a farmer whether you are a rancher whether or not you are a businessman, whether uh, you're, oh, sorry. I, I was going to say, I like what uh, John B. Wells has always said, California, the most beautiful state on the map. You got your oceans, you got your, or you got your beaches, you got your deserts, you got your forests, you got your mountains, take your pick. You know, actually, I couldn't have said that better. Uh, the only thing I can add to that is, would you idiots out there please stop burning that state down? I know it's, there's a lot of liberals out there, but you're not burning where they live. <laughs> yes. Burn yeah. down Frisco and L.A. and, you know, then I will support fire. But uh, I hate to say it, we are now finally just about out of time. Uh, Steven, hey, we filled it. Yes. Uh, Stephen, go ahead and uh, give the information that you always give. Absolutely. And by the way, we got some stuff that's going to be coming up in the next few weeks uh, coming from this. So thank you guys for that. Uh, but if you guys have questions, comments, uh, you want to be on the show with your opinion, please feel free to call the C Solution Hotline. That is one seven. Three two nine six two forty eight twenty four. That is seven three two. Yo, bitch. <laughs> you have ideas, questions, comments, anything you want to do as part of the show. Go ahead and email me at the Steve Solution at gmail .com or obviously at the uh, typical outlaw radio addresses. Yes, so, you find it outlawradioabs.com. Absolutely. All so right. next week, I think I've got a great idea. Actually, I've got a... Uh, how about uh, next week? We used to do the Armageddon show. The season premiere of The oh, Walking Dead shit. is coming up. So why don't we 
I mean, uh, yeah, you you have the Steve solution, but we also have a segment called Outlaw Radio Pop Culture Discussion. So, um, yeah, I think uh, maybe we should throw some of that in there. Well, I have a problem with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll have to do that the following week then, damn it. Oh, no. Uh, my problem with it is, is I wanted to announce that because that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> so, you know, next week is absolutely Armageddon. All right. So some pop culture next week. All right. So what's on the agenda for next week is to be determined. We're going to end the show with a classic. Not to be determined. We, we're doing well, Armageddon here next week. I, I, I'm talking about uh, the hour one and hour two. <laughs> Jack. Oh, yes. my yeah. bad. Sorry. <laughs> so going to end the show with a classic from Man of War. This is called Blood of the Kings. Thank you very much for tuning in to Outlaw Radio, and we will be back next week. Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to piss up a rope. We give you our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? This is Outlaw Radio.
Hey everyone, Bad Billy here. Do you own a business? Or perhaps you're in a band. Or maybe you run a radio show or podcast. Whatever you do, you want to market your brand with custom-made apparel. Look no further than fresh-baked tees. T-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, caps, beanies, koozies, banners, and even masks. You can get them all custom-made from fresh-baked tees. Prices are reasonable and negotiable. Simply go to freshbakedtees.com, submit your logo, and place your order today. Support Outlaw Radio and friends and buy some cool stuff in the store section of OutlawRadioABS.com. Show the world how much you love Outlaw Radio with Outlaw Radio t-shirts and hats. In the CTM store, a service of Caravan to Midnight, find items to help make your life easier and better, including water purification by Berkey, delicious long-term storable food by My Patriot Supply, the New Eden Nutritional Support System, the Ionic Toothbrush System, a better way to clean your teeth, the Invisible Mask, a negative ion generator, that hangs from your neck like a pendant that mitigates incoming pollution. The High Ion Bio-Key Quantum Scalar Energy Pendant, EMF mitigating fabrics and clothing, and some really cool infrared night vision binoculars. In the Cranked Up Coffee Shop, a service of Cranked Up Live, entertain your taste buds with coffee that even the aficionados love. Some of the best blends from around the world, including Serato and Grindhouse Brew. Visit OutlawRadioABS.com and click on the store link. A service of Outlaw Radio and AOW Productions. You've heard the phrase, America's most loved brands. And what exactly did our loyalty to some of those most loved brands get us? I'll tell you what, money and lots of it. For organizations and their ideologies that directly conflict with American core values and the American way of life. Enter Etruzu.com, a place for patriots to buy and sell. You can open your own online store for as little as $25 per month and grow your business as big as you want. Buy from patriots and sell to patriots. Everything from ordinary household items to absolutely anything that's available from companies that do not have our country's best interests at heart. With Etruzu.com, you know who you're buying from and you know who you're selling to. Let's make your brand one of America's most loved. Get started at Etruzu.com. E-T-R-U-Z-O-O.com. Etruzu, a place where patriots buy and sell. Hi, it's the Big Voice Guy. The one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too. No matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narrations for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 208 957 7011.
1-6. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at OutlawRadioABS.com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions. Well, here I am sitting on the porch writing another song. like me Man, can't you see Because you can't go wrong with one good outlaw song The outlaw song Well, here I am Sitting on the porch Wishing I with old George We'd be strumming on the cold hard truth And he stopped loving her today And I love to play Because you can't go wrong with one good outlaw song old song about Waylon and Willie David Allen Coe the man in black and the possum George Jones you can't go wrong you can't go wrong 